Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 131, Leo VIII. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. Hey everyone, if you remember from last week, today things are going to get confusing. The Annuario Pontifico, which is the official Vatican listing of the popes, has the 131st pope listed as Leo VIII, though it itself admits that we can't quite be sure about who the legitimate pope was at this time. And so with that in mind, and owing to the fact that I'm following the the Vatican list as opposed to any other list of popes, let's look into Leo VIII. Leo, if you remember from last week, was a prominent lay noble of Rome. He had a very prominent place in papal bureaucracy. He was the papal proto-notary. He was one of the highest points a noble lay person could hold at the time. During John XII's dispute with the Holy Roman Emperor Otto I, Leo was sent as a representative to Otto to try and get him to back down. He was well-respected in Rome. He was known to be a very moral and good man. John XII, as you remember from last week, was expelled from Rome and deposed in a synod at the Vatican in February of 963. And at that time, Otto had Leo elected pope, despite the fact that he was a layman. Now, over the course of one day, which was again against canon law at the time, Leo received all the minor and major orders, being ordained a priest and finally a bishop by the Bishop of Ostia. Now, at this point, he's almost certainly an anti-pope. John XII did not accept his deposition. And the emperor didn't have the authority to depose the pope and basically appoint a new one. So we've got to think that John XII, even though he's not in Rome, is still the pope. His time in Rome, Leo's time in Rome, is fairly short. Because if you remember, in February of 964, John XII fomented a rebellion and drove Leo out of Rome to Otto. If you remember from last week as well, in May of 964, John died suddenly. And so you'd think that here Leo would cease to be the anti-pope. But again, we're not quite sure because the Romans immediately elected the Cardinal Deacon Benedict V as Pope. More on him next week, even as Otto and Leo marched on Rome itself and besieged it. So, Benedict V is Pope. And again, we're going to talk about him next week. Leo probably is still an anti-Pope at this time, although we're not 100% sure. And so now Leo and Otto are marching on Rome. The city held out for a little while and then it surrendered to Otto in June. And when the gates of the city opened, Leo and Otto saw the clergy and the people of Rome holding Benedict V and turning him over to their adversaries. So Otto took the city and again he called a new synod. Leo was again made the pope and Benedict was deposed. Now Lipotrand of Cremona says that Benedict accepted his deposition and Leo, to confirm it, then took Benedict's pastoral staff, his crozier, and he slammed it on Benedict's head, breaking it in the process. Now, I think at this point in 964, we can say that Leo is probably the Pope because Benedict has accepted being deposed and is off in exile, and Leo now is officially recognized and in charge in Rome. But his pontificate will be very brief, and we don't have any more information about him. Leo died in March of 965 and was buried in St. Peter's Basilica. He was succeeded by Pope John XIII, but we'll have to double back next week and have a very brief episode about Benedict V, and then the week after that, we'll go to John the 13th. Thanks for listening to Habemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com, or you can find us on iTunes. Just search for Catholic Bites, Bites with a Y. Thank you, and God bless you. <laughs>